Broadcasting from the JNK Twin Studios. This is the show for Reds fans, by Reds fans. Each week, we take a look at the games, the players, and the stories of Cincinnati Reds baseball. Now, your hosts, Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. And welcome to the Reds Fans Chatter Podcast. I'm Scott Evans, he's Nick Lawson, and we are talking Cincinnati Reds baseball. And it's a fun time to talk. Trade deadline has come and gone, and some exciting things have happened in the last week of uh, Reds baseball. Probably the most exciting deadline I think I've ever been, ever seen. It, it was one uh, crazy deadline across uh, baseball. A lot of teams you wouldn't think would sell uh, went full in fire sell, namely the Cubs. Uh, the Reds were buyers, conservative buyers, but we'll get into into that in just a bit. And uh, but a, a very fun week of baseball. It has been fun. Reds are good. Everything is good right now. <laughs> so let's get started. Uh, first and foremost, uh, we've been doing this for about the last couple of weeks, but uh, Joey Votto still bangs, and I don't think he ever went away. I, I still stand by that uh, he was being cheated before because as soon as uh, they started checking pitchers, he skyrocketed. I mean, it, it was almost uh, uh, it, was, it was like zero to 60. Well, I mean, he's also seen a ball real well, too. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, you got to think he's been because he talked when he was on the injured list and did the radio broadcast uh, with the with the guys in the booth, Tommy Thrall. And I think maybe the Cowboy uh, was doing those games. Uh, He talked about how it became like a heavyweight fight. And, you know, with the uh, the spin crease uh, with the sticky tack where the ball was coming at much higher revelations, uh, it probably did look feel, feel like that, where he was just getting uh, outmatched. And uh, I, I know some people are like, well, what about so-and-so? You know, the pitchers, even before they started cracking down on it, they weren't using it on every pitch. They were uh, they were using it uh, to go up against uh, premier hitters, and, uh, and then they started using it more and more until baseball's like, okay, en- enough – Nobody in the league is hitting, uh, and it doesn't make sense when you have premier players. I mean, it wasn't just uh, Votto. You had Christian Yelich uh, that started to decline. Even Mike Trout, I know he was injured a little bit, but even his numbers started to go down slightly. Um, so it was it was definitely the pitchers getting an unfair advantage. Uh, baseball probably took it a little bit too far uh, where they're even going after rosin mixed with sunscreen, but uh, – but yeah, ever since they've done that, uh, Kyle Farmer, he's been hot. Uh, Jesse Winker, he actually went down <laughs> in the first part of it, uh, but he caught it back up. But I think Votto was training, training and changing his approach to uh, try to meet the higher spin rates, and then the spin rates are back down. So that ball is looking like a beach ball. What we're talking about, what about Max Schrock, man? Oh, that was uh, that was that was a pretty cool one game, but uh, um, but yeah, we'll get we'll get into that in just a minute yeah. too. But uh, sticking with Votto, since March or since not March, <laughs> since June twenty first, three twenty five, four twenty three, six ninety eight slugging for a one point one two one OPS. He's had thirteen home runs in that span, twenty nine RBIs. 
and uh, 60. I'm sorry, 41 hits. And it's not bad for a guy who always walks, right? Oh, not at all. Well, it walks, he's had uh, 20. So if you were to uh, take those numbers over 162 games, that's 196 hits, 62 home runs, 139 RBI. You know, a guy that's never hits RBIs. Yeah. And, of course, you know, you have to have somebody on base in front of him. And, you know, Kyle Farmer's been on base, Jesse Winker. So, I mean, some of those years, 2016, uh, even in 2017, the year he should have won the MVP, uh, Joey was about it. I mean, Joey right now, he's 21 home runs. It's the most he's had since uh, 2017. He had 36. It's a resurgence for Joey right now. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we, we we haven't even got into the big news. Of course, walks yeah. uh, walks over 162 games is 96, so he's still walking. He's just not missing the ball. Yeah, it's been the ball play, but uh, it's, it's been fun. And then, of course, uh, he set the uh, franchise record most home runs hit uh, per or uh, home run hitting game streak. Uh, he he beat Jay Bruce. He beat Johnny Bench. Um, yep. Junior. Junior. Uh, he didn't beat Junior's uh, like uh, overall record, but uh, he came very, very close, about six, three to six inches of uh, of missing the home run in the uh, Saturday Saturday night loss to the Mets. But uh, Votto, unbelievable, definitely should get Player of the Week if not for the month of July. Um, so he's a, he's a candidate. I know he's a candidate right now. Oh, absolutely. And you know, he keeps doing this up. He said he wanted to win the MVP this year. If he can keep this up over the next two months of baseball, I don't think he is. He will uh, just because that's very difficult to do. But I, I think, it, especially the home runs, uh, I, I think the average, he'll probably stick around that three twenty five, three thirty mark. And because guy, because one thing is, uh, pitchers are going to start throwing away from him again. They're not going to be attacking him like they have the last couple of years with the assistance of sticky tack. I'm sticking with that. Pardon the pun. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I think he's going to do that. Of course, he gets the day off on Sunday, and, and Max, uh, Max Schrock just uh, absolutely had a game. Five for five. Five for five, a home run. Uh, just uh, kind of stepped in uh, when Votto, uh, I, I guess he needed a day off, but uh, he got one anyway. And uh, Well, Max Schrock had one of those games. Is when you're a kid, you wanted to go five for five. Oh, absolutely. And he had that today. That was his day. Today was his day. Absolutely. Very, very good. Uh, Game on Sunday against the Mets. Of course, the Reds uh, took two or three from the Mets. And, you know, if they take two or three or three of four or two of two uh, the rest of the way, my prediction is, of course, the Brewers seem to be doing the same thing. So that, that kind of throws it out. But if the Reds win every series that they play from here on out, they will be the World Series champions. I like it. I like the way you think. Well, I mean, literally, because if – Granted, uh, the Brewers are, don't seem to be losing any at all, but that's not that's not going to keep up. And 
The Reds likely aren't going to win every series that remains, but if they do, I, I think that would put them in very good contention. If nothing else, to get a wild card because uh, Tatis Jr. Uh, is going to be probably out for a, a significant portion of the season, if not the rest of the season for the Padres. So that's unfortunately is not a way you want to um, gain a wild card spot, but that's going to be tough. That's a big loss to that team. Well, it's like the same with the Braves. They lost Acuna Jr. for the season. So, you know, those two-star players are missing now. So those divisions are going to be a little tighter. Right. But, but I, I mean, like you said, the Brewers are kind of streaking like we are right now. But, but yeah, but with San Diego being ahead of the Reds in the wild card playoff, yeah. uh, uh, that, that gives the Reds uh, at least a way in. And then if you uh, get in the postseason – and win all those series, which is what I said. They win the rest of the series, all of their series, the rest of the year, and get into the playoffs. They'll be world champions just by default. But uh, no, Reds are playing very good baseball. And uh, let's talk trade deadline. Uh, what do you think about the Reds? Well, I mean, they picked up three quality relievers that you needed. You desperately needed to fix the bullpen, and they did that with three guys. Uh, I think they did a great job with this. Right. Well, here's the thing. We'll go over the trade deadline. So on uh, Thursday, the day before the uh, trade deadline, actually started, I think, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday started start picking up on Thursday, but Wednesday was still active. Yeah, well, they did They did overnight trades. because uh, So on Wednesday, they uh, designated Edgar Garcia, who was awful in that oh, Cubs game. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Uh, they sent uh, Alex Blandino, unrelated to any of the trades, on a rehab assignment to the Louisville Bats, which he'll probably stay there just based on where the team is. I'm not sure if he has options or not. Oh, he can stay there. He can leave. I don't care what he does. <laughs> He's um, they activated, well, they traded for, uh, that actually happened Tuesday. Was that Tuesday? Well, I don't know. I'm trying to find it. Oh, here we go. They're, they have it out of order. They had him activated in the uh, in the uh, order on this uh, page on Reds.com. So the Rockies traded uh, Michael Givens on Wednesday to the Reds for Case Williams and Noah Davis. But before that, overnight, the uh, Yankees traded Justin Wilson and Luis Sessa to the Reds for a player to be named later. So the Reds gave up nothing for uh, two really good uh, relievers from the Yankees that were looking to uh, make room for some of their other big moves. Well, hopefully the player we name later is Blandino. I don't care. Just get him out of this organization. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, but yeah, the player to be named later is usually like a low-level A or double-A prospect. Uh, it could be somebody that was like a first or second-round pick, but late rounds or compensation picks. So it, it's hard to say, but, but let's, give some rosin bags. let's set it, let's <laughs> set it straight. It's not going to be Suarez. It's not going to be as some Yankees fans were hoping. It's not going to be Jesse Winker. <laughs> it's probably not. There's like a 99.9% chance of it not being anybody on the 40 man roster. Yeah. It's going to be a minor leaguer or something like that. That, that we've never heard. Right. Unless you're just really into the minor league baseball. 
If you play MLB The Show, he's an F player. So there you go. <laughs> uh, Colorado Rockies then traded Michael Gibbons uh, to the Reds for Chase Williams and Noah Davis. So the Reds gave up Noah Davis. Chase Williams they actually got in the offseason uh, when they traded for Jeff Hoffman to get rid of Robert Stevenson. So basically, the Reds got Michael Gibbons for uh, Robert Stevenson and a couple of prospects. It feels like you got you got Michael Givens for rosin bags. That's basically what it sounds like to me. <laughs> so and, and Michael Givens and and uh, Sessa both having under three ERAs before coming to the Reds, which for Michael Givens that is amazing, uh, considering he pitches in like a very good hitter's ballpark. Not only because of the thin air as we saw in the home run derby this year, uh, but also yeah. that that field is huge. There's a lot of opportunity to get doubles and triples there. Yeah, Justin Wilson, different story. His ERA was ballooned. Right, but he he had only pitched in eighteen innings, so uh, yeah. that doesn't really bother me. If if it was, he's he's, get, he's getting it back though. Oh, absolutely. He looked he looked very yeah. good uh, in the couple of appearances good. he's had. He looked good today in the Met, the last Met game. Absolutely. So, I think the Reds did good. I mean, they didn't go out and and get like a big name player. Uh, I they definitely didn't need a shortstop. Uh, we haven't talked about this, but. Uh, Kyle Farmer uh, is also a potential player of the month uh, for July. Oh, yeah. He's, he's having a hot, hot streak right now. So the rumor about Trevor's story, the, the, the Rockies were going to want a uh, ransom. They they would want someone like Lodolo or Hunter Green, uh, somewhere along those lines. Uh, and, you know, I'm glad the Reds didn't give up any top prospects that are going to be here in the next couple of years. Yeah, those two guys are are primed to be at top of the rotation here someday. Right. So, uh, with with that said, um, you know the Reds didn't get a closer. That would be my only thing. I I think uh, I, I think that uh, that's uh, one of these three guys that they got, Michael Givens, especially. I, I think has potential to be a closer. Uh, but the Reds also got back uh, Michael Lorenzen on Friday. Uh, then they got, uh, and then, you know, getting ready to come off of the, uh, off of the disabled list or injured list. Sorry. I, I, I committed a, uh, I committed a cancel culture thing, Thanks. but, but no, uh, they're getting That's ready. Okay. Oh yeah. But they, uh, you know, the reds have, uh, Nick Costianos, uh, expected to be back soon. Nick Sintel and Mike Moustakis are already on rehab, assignments down in uh, Louisville, as is Lucas Sims, TJ Antone getting ready to come back. I mean, right there, you're getting big-time impact players off the injured list instead of a trade. So you're going to have some players that uh, that are seeing significant time now that may have to be sent down. Don't forget about Michael Feliz. He's still down there, too. Who's that? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, he's at, I think he's a I think he's a double A or he's right, at, he's right. But no, but like yeah, but Nick Castellanos getting ready to come back. Nick Senzel, Mike Mustakis, yep. uh, Lucas Sims, TJ Antone. Uh, you know, Amir Garrett. I don't know if the Reds what they'll do with him. Uh, obviously, he's the probably the poorest performing uh, stats wise reliever in the pen right now, uh, along with Jeff Hoffman. I, I, they may get rid of him or send him down. I don't know if he has uh, options or not. Uh, Brad Brock is kind of interesting. He's, he's, um, 
you know, kind of in the role uh, of that of uh, you know the guy that comes in when the game's either out of hand or trying to keep it close. But he has a four point one eight ERA. I know the guy that everybody wants to get sent down first is uh, Sean Doolittle. <laughs> He's done little. Yeah, well, you know, his, his his ERA overall is not bad. It's just some of the situations he's been put in, like in Saturday night's game, made zero sense. He's a left-hander. His ERA going into that game was 11 at uh, City Field, and he's going up against a left-hander that doesn't hit right-handed handing pitching well, but he's been killing left-handed pitching. Well, you got to remember, David Bell had to go by what the computer told him to do. So, yeah. <laughs> Dillard was the man, apparently. Right, right, right. So, but yeah, overall, I think the Reds did good. I know some people were like they were losers in the trade deadline. I don't really think so because they didn't give up a lot. They gained a bullpen, which was the biggest weakness of the team. And they're getting a lot of guys coming off injury. So, uh, with that said, you can see Amir Garrett, uh, Sean Doolittle could be released. Uh, uh, Jeff Hoffman could be sent down or released. Uh, there's it, there's a lot of question marks uh, coming up, and it's a good problem to have. I mean, even looking at the uh, offense, uh, Mike Freeman's probably a candidate to be sent down, as is Max Schrock uh, when these guys come, come off the uh, list. Well, I don't see Schrock going anywhere. Well, he, he has options, and so your choices are probably Aquino, Schrock, and Freeman. I don't think Aquino has options, but, I mean, right. somebody has to go, obviously. Right, so I think it's going to be Schrock because you're getting Sinzel back and Moustakas back. Or you can send Akiyama down. I don't know if he has options or not. I don't know. Uh, his contracts, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know if they'd want to pay him $7 million to be in AAA, but then again, they're paying him $7 million to ride the bench. So it'd be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, he's, he's riding the bench about 190. I think uh, I would figure something out here. Right. But anyway, uh, the other thing is uh, to wrap things up this week, the Reds are 56 and 50. Uh, yep. 19 of the next 20 games are against teams uh, that right now have a losing record. So this is a perfect opportunity uh, for the Reds to gain in the standings. Yeah, because right now you, you've got the Twins for two, and then you got the Pirates, was it for four, throw something like that. Yep. But you, there's no reason you do not sweep this, these guys. There's no reason. You know, I, as long as they win – uh, out of the next six games, they, they need to win at least four to keep keep pace. So five would be better. Six would be awesome. Six would be awesome. I was happy with five and two road trip. I thought that was outstanding. And, uh, and it could have very and six. it could have very easily been a seven and zero oh, uh, road trip. I mean, Javi Baez had a couple of moments, but uh, he lost. <laughs> he, he Javi Baez um, ended up losing two series in a row to the Reds. Oh, poor, poor. Uh, I, I, there's bad words I, I want to say, and I can't say them, so I'm not going to go there, but he sucks. Right. <laughs> and, of course, you know, the other thing at the trade deadline, the Cubs, they got rid of all of their, almost all of their key players that they could. Uh, Chicago's in rebuilding mode, and they've been in cheap mode. Like I said, uh, they signed one of their free agents for $1,000. Not free agents, one of their draft picks for $1,000. Of course, the Mets today let their number one draft pick go unsigned. 
which sucks for him because he can't do anything for a year except go back to college, which he doesn't want to do. Yep. Play independent ball, make like 50 bucks a week and have to live with uh, a local family. Or well, he can get redrafted next year. Though. Yeah, or he can train, but that's a year without any uh, baseball or pay. Or pay. Uh, his yep. agent, Scott Boris. So uh, it'll be interesting. And of course, the Mets owner uh, came out and said basically he didn't think it was going to be a good investment, so he didn't. And that's going to cause a lot of angst with the. Uh, with the players union this off season. Yeah. And, and how much of that falls on the Mets though? It falls on everybody, <laughs> but I don't, <laughs> I don't really know enough about that part of baseball. It's just kind of sad when you see major market teams uh, go cheap. And then you, you have people accusing uh, Bob Castellini of being uh, bargain Bob. Uh, the Reds signed all of their draft picks. And I think almost all of them were above slot value. So um, you know, uh, he, he did cut in the off season due to COVID from last year. Uh, but what the Cubs are doing, what the Mets are doing, where you have very, very rich owners. I mean, they're all rich, but, uh, but yeah. uh, the, the guy that owns that is $15 billion rich. Granted, the teams have to stand on their own, but their major markets, market two or market one and market three, they have TV contracts that make more than the Reds do. All together, even before the Cubs sell a ticket or the or the uh, Mets sell a ticket, uh, the Cubs bought all the little parking lots and the rooftops in the area around Wrigley, trying to turn it in to their own little thing. That they charge seventy bucks for parking, I think, next to Wrigley Field. Can you imagine paying seventy bucks for parking? I think it's seventy. Your, all, your star players, all your star players are going now. I know it's at least forty or fifty, <laughs> and I want to say there's some lots there around the stadium that are seventy. I mean, if you follow, if you go on TikTok, you see all these Cubs fans burning oh. jerseys. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I, it's awful. It is awful. <laughs> I hate to see you waste a hundred thirty dollar jersey and you go and burn it. I mean, it's stupid. Yeah. But looking at the standings today, the Reds still seven games back of the uh, Brewers. The Reds have been seven and three their last ten, but the Brewers have been seven and three uh, their last ten games as well. The Cardinals trying to stick around. Uh, they're nine and a half games back, two and a half games back behind the Reds. Uh, barely a winning record, fifty three and fifty two. Then the Cubs, uh, they're on their way to to catch up with the the Pirates. Uh, the Cubs are 51 and 56 and the Pirates are 40 and 65. Uh, no one's going to get that first round draft pick though, because Arizona Diamondbacks are 33 and 73. Wow. And Baltimore's 37 and 67 and the Texas Rangers, uh, who've won two games in a row because the guy that they called up after they did their fire sale has been lights out, but thirty eight and sixty seven. They're they're not going to catch up this year. I, I was watching this trade deadline and watching how the Cubs and Nationals who who could sell off everybody first. And I think the Cubs <laughs> won it a little bit faster than the Nationals did. Yep. So the Reds they have uh, they're fifty six and fifty. Uh, so I, I think they're going to end up between eighty five and ninety five wins. Well, I mean, if we go back to what I said when we were predicting our records, I said about ninety-five wins. I think um, I think thinking, I said eighty-three. Yeah, I think I said ninety ninety-five. I think I'm stick with that. Not, I think ninety ninety-five is about it. So hopefully the Brewers uh, hit their hit a, hit a losing streak soon 
uh, because the Reds are you can't you can't complain if the Reds go if the Reds average seven out of ten wins or win seven games out of out of every ten the rest of the year. But the the, the Brewers need to lose or it won't matter. No, uh, right now the Brewers and the Reds are kind of just neck and neck. Yeah. They're doing the exact same thing. They're winning games. That's what they. What you, that's what you want to do. Yeah. But but you need something that's to give here. So hopefully the Reds can be an up into that. Absolutely. So that kind of wraps up this week. Uh, next week uh, we'll have more. Yeah. Can I for one? Can I say something, Scott? Um, sure. Uh, I lost my mother this week, and I wanted to thank everybody for their condolences and their prayers and. Uh, everybody that reached out to me, uh, I appreciate it. And, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll miss my mom a lot and, uh, just want to thank everybody for everything. Thank you. All right. All right. Until next week, uh, go reds, go reds you, you, before we go, you know, uh, at least we I didn't, didn't want, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Oh no, no. But you know, at, at least we didn't have Nick Castellanos hitting a home run, uh, <laughs> during that part of the <laughs> I'm not Tom Brennan Dagnabbit. Or, or the or I was looking uh, into something today, and uh, the it happened when they played the Royals earlier this year. The Royals were paying salute to a World War II veteran, and Castellanos hit one to left center field again. <laughs> Yeah, no, I remember I saw something about that. They had like a picture of the guy on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Cassianos can't do anything right in Kansas City. And then evidently it happened in a uh, independent league game as well, Frontier League. Really? Yeah, they were. They were, it wasn't Nick Castellanos this time, but they even said before they started talking into it, "I hope we don't get Nick Castellanos." And the the player hit a home run while they were doing the tribute. I wonder how he feels about that. That would be an interesting question. I don't know if anyone's asked him or not. He, played, I don't even know. Who knows if he knows about it? I don't know. Uh, he said he got rid of social media this year, so. He may or yeah. may not. He may have known about the one last year, but he may not know the other ones. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't want to know either because it might throw him off. Yeah, absolutely. Stay off social media. It seemed to work. Yeah, right. It's like Joe Burrow. It's, he's dumping social media. Absolutely. Until next week, uh, go Reds. Go Reds.